are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. We have the normal crew joining us tonight. Hopefully, everybody had a prosperous uh, week 12. I know my DraftKings lineups were good. I won a bunch of money on like 31 lineups. So it, it all does not even out so much. But um, you're in playoff contention or you're not. So we're going to be doing some price checks tonight and some other good stuff. You're going to have to stay tuned to figure out what exactly we have going on. So, hey, welcome back again. Let's start with some price checks, everybody. And uh, what are we doing with these players right now? You know, we're going to figure out, are we going to keep them? Are we holding? Are we pivoting? What are we doing? So let's figure it out. Let's get into the first one. I'm going to, I want to kick it to Porkman right away with this one. Pork, what are we doing with Antonio Gibson, man? Oh man, I mean, it's it's been a rough ride all year to be honest with you. Uh, we were all <clears throat> we were all promised he would get the CMC role, he would get the third down work. But uh, I figured, you know, with McKissick there, he's not he's a good football player, but he's not a great football player. And everybody presumed that Antonio Gibson would be that guy. He would just come in. He was a receiver out of college. Um, he has the hands to do so. Um, and. It just seems like every week it's an injury. Like he has some type of nagging thing. Last night, uh, uh, last night, yeah, last night I thought he messed his uh his leg up because it, it looked like he just fell awkward, looked like some type of season or anything. But I guess he's Gumby, so he was able to come back and <laughs> he's able to come back and play. But hold, at, at hold, this point, hold on. hold on, did you say Gumby? <laughs> Gumby. Oh, I thought you said did, you did hear Gumby at first, right? Like I, I heard he to say Gimpy, but he said Gumpy. No, no, Gumpy. <laughs> okay, he's, I'm Gimpy. My knee he is could walk through a wall if you want him to. So go ahead and right, right. finish up about. So he, I mean, at, at some points he he does get those red zone touchdowns, so that kind of does make him a valuable RB too. Um, but at this point, he's still young receiver. I mean, young uh, running back slash receiver, which he's supposed to be. And I would just say, I would say at this point, you have to hold him because he's still young uh, running back in this league. Yeah. Unless you can upgrade to somebody like a DeAndre Swift, like a, another a young running back, but you got to you know talk to guys like Maddie. You now Maddie loves DeAndre Swift, so you have to find somebody that loves Antonio Gibson and possibly sell them to him and get like a good return back. Personally, I would buy Antonio Gibson right now if I could. Like you know, given an off season of health and an upgrade of quarterback, you know the Washington offense could look a lot better. The division's still wide open, so. Um, Hold or buy would be for me. I would not sell Antonio Gibson right now. Um, I'll tell you what, I actually, Chev, I want you to take this next one because if you can help me figure out what to do with Allen Robinson. Yeah, I mean, is there any, there's no Ravens on here though. So we're going to have to give me a different one. <laughs> oh, well. So, <laughs> Chef, tell me what to Maybe do that with means Allen something Robinson. when your team is doing well. <laughs> this, this is true. That's um, a blessing, Chef, Nate, by the way. Please. I have no I idea mean, what to do with Allen Robinson. I don't know how we're eight and three. I really don't. 
Yeah, makes but sense. a win's a win, and we got eight of them. Yeah, yeah, you guys have seen to just pull things out of your butt sometimes, and it's 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 been something I wish the Bears could do at some point. Figure out how to just win those games that are just ugly because our offense is always ugly, and that brings us to Allen Robinson. This guy has not gotten going at all this season. I believe he's only got 11 targets, and I want to say that was in the first game. Other than that, oh. I believe he's only gotten seven or below after that. Uh, so that is not encouraging. Uh, earlier in the season, I was telling you to go get Allen Robinson because he is a guy that gets so many targets, but that has not come to fruition this season for whatever reason. Maybe it's him not getting uh, off his routes good enough and people are just on him like crazy, or maybe it's the offense. I mean, but it seems like Mooney's doing well. So I'm I'm feeling confident about Mooney, but Robinson is definitely somebody I would want to hold just because next season there's a chance he's going to go to a different team. That can can definitely uh, replenish his stock a little bit. Um, At that point, you might be able to sell him again for a good amount as well. Maybe maybe he goes to the Kansas City Chiefs or maybe he goes somewhere that needs a a wide receiver very bad and he steps Mm -hmm. right in to be that wide receiver one. Uh, he's not going to go somewhere that is not going to be a playoff team or it has a, a rough QB situation either. He's going to go to a contending team. He's, I believe he's going to be 29 next season. So that's that's definitely good news for him, and that's good news for fantasy owners as well. I am a little bit nervous for him, but I think the future is definitely moving in the right direction. I know he's getting older, but um, going to a new situation is definitely going to be huge for him. It's, I don't think he really wanted to come back in the first place. Uh, so I think Mm-mm. that played a big role, possibly into this season as well. Quarterback changes like crazy, so it's just been a hot mess for Allen Robinson. But I'm definitely hanging on to him because the the price you're going to get for him selling him is not going to be anywhere near what he can bring to you next season. Yeah, I agree. Could we could we all agree? If you're a contending team, you're probably trying to move him maybe to upgrade. And if you're not a contending team, you want to try to grab onto him. Yeah, he's that weird. Uh, veteran you're trying to require like acquire mm-hmm. as a rebuilding team it doesn't mm-hmm. happen very often but i think he's certainly you know someone that is only going to increase in value much like another guy on this list <laughs> Would if you, you don't mind me doing a segue segue <laughs> away please i'm segueing for you so um, another guy who's only going to increase in value from here on out is christian mccaffrey okay uh, Teams, you know, that had him likely aren't doing so great, or maybe they did, you know, make the playoffs despite him, and they're looking to get somebody who can produce this year. Mm-hmm. Now, they're going to be ready to move Christian McCaffrey. And if they're in a rebuild, they're probably going to be looking to move him anyway. So I think just about everybody who has Christian McCaffrey is looking to move. Everybody's selling. When everybody's mm-hmm. selling, you can start buying. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you have to give away right now to get Christian McCaffrey in his current state, not being able to play the rest of the year, but he's going to be an RB one next year in the games that he's healthy. I mean, I don't know how many games he's going to be healthy, but hopefully <laughs> they just shut him down for the season just to say, look, the Panthers, we're not winning anything this year, but Hey, maybe we do next year. Maybe we have a chance. Our defense is starting to come together. Maybe we figure out the quarterback position. Joe Brady is supposed to be an offensive genius. So maybe we figure something out here. Uh-huh. Christian McCaffrey is going to come back next year, and he's he's not the RB1 anymore in Dynasty. He's probably not going to be the RB1 in redraft next year. But 
in the games he's healthy, he's going to produce RB1 numbers. That's what he does. It's what he's always done. It's what he will continue to do until he's not given the volume he's given. And it's not like the Panthers are going to go out and draft a running back to replace him. They just signed him to a big contract. Uh So if you're looking at next year and you're not contending this year, why not go after Christian McCaffrey? He's going to be worth next more next year just because he's people are going to realize by the start of next year this guy's going to produce. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not looking to win next year and you're looking maybe two or three years down the road, you just hold on to him now and you flip him for more later. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you are trying to contend, you got a guy who's going to be able to help you contend next year. So I think he's a guy that we can really look at. Sean just posted that on DLF Trade Finder. CMC was traded in Dynasty for Gaskin in a 2023 first. Give me oh, CMC. Uh, CMC has to play one game next season, healthy. To make that value. And the value is harder than that. Yeah. Give me, I mean, unless this sounds like somebody might be going all in to try to win it, but I still think if you're trying to win it, you could, you can do a better running back. <laughs> You know, I mean, you could try to get a better running back and a first for seeing, you know what I mean? Like yeah, a little bit more consistent one at, at that right matter, now. Gaskins from week to week. It's like, you never know what you're going to get. I'll take a healthy Jordan Howard over miles Gaskin right now. Oh, you guys are Gaskins finally coming together. What are you doing? Right. I don't know yeah. about that. Mike. He's That's finally getting hot. I know about that, Phil. So and I'll tell you what, <laughs> why don't I segue into his, uh, well here, Sean is ruining my segue. Also Christian McCaffrey, for Marvin Jones and Antonio Gibson. See, there you go. There's one of those Antonio Gibson fans who still thinks he's a top five running back. Mm-hmm. I think it gets better for Gibson. I don't think they're going to be down so much also next season. I think their defense was a little bit beat up early on too. So I right. I, I definitely would want CMC still, but man. that So in those trades, is that like redraft or is that strictly – Dynasty. We don't here. talk about redraft here, man. That's that's boring. <laughs> you know, the intern sometimes no. gets a little confused. Redraft is great, everyone. <laughs> we love it. But hey, we were talking about Jordan Howard. I'm going to take his uh, his backfield mate. We're going to talk about Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders had an off year. The Philadelphia Eagles as a whole have had an off year. You know, they didn't know what their identity was in the beginning of the year, throwing the ball way too much. Miles Sanders barely getting mm. the ball. The fact of the matter is, when Miles Sanders gets the ball, he's an extremely productive running back. Yes, I know. Oh, Mike, he didn't look great in the last game. He also re-aggravated his ankle injury. When you're hurt, you're not as productive. Throughout the course of his career, he has been fairly healthy. So I'm just going to take this. This is a down year. I'm holding Miles Sanders. I'm still starting him if I have him somewhere. And I'm also trying to acquire him if I can. I mean... I'll give up Miles Gaskin in a second round pick for Miles Sanders right now. I could tell you that. Um, Would I do Marvin Jones and Antonio Gibson for Miles Sanders? Probably not. Um, I don't know. I'd probably keep Jones and Gibson and then try to flip Jones for something else. Like I would try to move Marvin Jones for a younger prospect. I like like Amon Ross St. Brown and a third or something like that. You know, if, if we're just shedding age and trying to upgrade, but, you know, I'm interested to see, is Miles Sanders going to be fully healthy? And here's one way to look at it. There is a possibility that Jalen Hurts doesn't play this week because he has an ankle injury as well. So mm-hmm. we could see if he doesn't play Gardner Minshew starts, so what does that offense look like? Because 
there is always that possibility that Jalen Hurts is not the Eagles quarterback next year. So this kind of gives you a glimpse into the future. There's also another scenario where Miles Sanders is wearing a completely different uniform next year. There's been some chatter about that too. That's always a possibility. Nate, I don't know how you feel about this. If Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins are ready in time, I'm sure you'd love to see Miles Sanders in a Ravens jersey. Would you not? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think he'd do great in that offense. I think he is a good running back. I don't think he's a bad running back. I think he's just kind of, you know, hit some injuries and also been the product of hardly any volume, which is yeah, undeserved. Long. Yeah, um, it's been long term, though. I don't know how I feel about him long term, but you could certainly do worse. Yeah. yeah. If you're playing it in that three year dynasty window that everybody talks about, you're good rolling with Miles. A recent DLF trade, Sanders for a 2022 first and 2022 third. Awesome. I don't hate it. I also, for the record, everyone is saying that the 2022 class is trash. I, I don't think, I think you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised. It's okay. It's not. I don't think. It's yeah, I mean, best, it's but. it's not generational, but like, there's gonna be guys that you're gonna be happy about having on your fantasy team. Mm-hmm. I hope you're ready to draft wide receivers. Yeah, definitely. a lot of them. <laughs> I hope you need wide receivers. Wide receivers. <laughs> so, so um, I'm okay with the trade. You know, if you're a Sanders fan, I probably would have done. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. You know, what I mean, if you don't believe in this class coming up. Go for it. What What do you guys think? Is there any running backs that you can see coming out and starting from day one that would give you better upside than Miles Sanders? Mm, that's a little. I'm not really sure to be honest that's with you. Hard. I mean, yeah, it is hard. So I probably would stick with Miles. So I think it's hard for to know me, I, spot. right, yeah. right. I mean, other than you know the obvious guys like Brees and Spiller and those guys, you're not really sure uh, which one you're going to go with. So. Yeah. I would stick with Miles at this point. He has the speed. He has the. Uh, he's learned how to run better with vision. His only issue for me is uh, fumbles. And then when he fumbled the one game, they pretty much benched him for like a quarter and then brought him back in the yeah. third when he was at the two-yard line, which made no sense. But we got to see what this coaching staff thinks about him. Maybe that's just not their guy. They just let him walk and he goes somewhere to maybe to a better situation. And uh, we have, and then they'll, they'll draft somebody else in the draft. They got enough picks. Yeah. You know that. Yep. With I them mean, switching QBs, how do you guys feel about that? I feel like that's definitely going to change his value. I mean, Jalen Hurts isn't in the game. He's not going to steal rushing attempts. But yeah, also, mm-hmm. if Gardner Minshew's in the game, they're probably not going to be as lenient in the passing game. I feel like they'll kind of try to stick the run game down a little bit too. I, mean, I actually like the I philosophy. I, I have real quick point. I actually disagree. I think they might throw the ball more. Uh, Jalen Hurts has regressed drastically throwing the last couple weeks. They also haven't asked him to, but if you look at that, mm-hmm. the last game was just bad. I, I'm going to, I'll chalk it up to, Hey, everybody has a bad game. And supposedly he hurt his ankle. I don't remember seeing him really Maybe. limping around poor. I like, I saw him take that one shot and he kind of was like a little shaky getting up, but it's like, mm-hmm. all right, you know, quarterback's going to take a shot every once in a while and you're going to be a little slow to get up. But I heard, like, I listened to Eagles podcast. Like, yeah, he was hobbling around out there. I was like, no, he wasn't. I didn't see him hobbling around, so I don't know where this is coming from. But Chev, honestly, I think it's one of those things where maybe Nick Sirianni feels like, okay, I don't have to run this type of offense with Jalen Hurts, <laughs> so I could do this. So, I mean, mm. maybe I don't know. That's the thing. We still don't know. You know, maybe he thinks. What? 
You don't have to run the ball at all now. <laughs> I don't think that's throw it. No, no well, that's I'm not going to be the case. No, because, I mean, we, we all know Minshew, he's a, good, uh, he's a good quarterback with accuracy throwing down the field, but his arm strength isn't the best. So we just got to see how he anticipates how he does this week during practice, and maybe it translates to the game. But I still think the philosophy – just needs to be run the ball with Miles, run the ball mm-hmm. with uh, Jordan Howard, yep. and uh, bring in uh, what's his name, Boston Scott for third down, and just keep that philosophy because the philosophy was working. Uh, the first half, they started with throwing the ball, and we obviously saw the offense just didn't look the same from weeks prior. So when we just continue to just run the ball and do well, you you should be all right. Yeah, <laughs> like hey, this works. We're just gonna do this then. Yeah, it's it's, it's, com- it's kind of stupid. I mean, it seemed like when where there's no Jordan Howard, it was like, well, we're just going to go back what we were doing earlier in the season when we was losing games. That makes sense. I love Jordan Howard, by the way. So we got Me one too. more guy on here, and I'm just going to kind of throw it up to whoever wants to take this one. What are we doing with Cortland Sutton, who I believe, if I'm correct, him and Tim Patrick did just recently sign contract extensions. So he's locked down. Is it going to be Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke under center or someone else? Which, by the way, I have way too many Drew Lock shares for this to be true. <laughs> <laughs> That's from last year, Mike. That's pretty yeah, bad. I, I, I got a couple this year, too, actually. Late. You know, you figure, oh, hey, if he starts, it's a value. Right. It's like yeah. 20th round. So Came in the, the game this week and threw an interception. <laughs> like, yeah, Bridgewater is healthy enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did see that, yeah. Um, I, I'm selling Sutton. Okay. I am also probably selling Judy. Um, mm-hmm. Not all the Judy because mm-hmm. I'm selling Judy because I have like eight shares. I have like sixty percent exposure <laughs> to Judy, so mm-hmm. I can get I can get rid of a couple pieces while you know still keeping some. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, a lot of us were hoping for Cortland Sutton to go in free agency and find somewhere he could be, you know, on a high volume offense with a downfield passing game. And we're kind of looking for that upside that he wasn't going to get with the Broncos. And then with Judy, we were like, oh, well, Sutton's leaving after this year. He's going to be the bona fide number one. You know, he's going to be fine. He's going to have the, mm-hmm. the main funnel for that offense. This has just created a mess for the two of them. And then you throw the Tim Patrick extension and they were, they paid him pretty good money. Mm-hmm. They're going to use him. He's not just that random wide receiver three that, you know, gets some points every now and then. I mean, mm-hmm. He got more points this week than uh, any of the other wide receivers. I mean, it was only like three point six, but still, <laughs> he's been he's been the number one guy like in the red zone. We're seeing three wide receivers on a low volume offense. Mm-hmm. Now, as you said, it might not be Bridgewater, it might not be Locke next year. Hopefully, for Broncos fans, it's not. But is it really going to be Wilson? Is it really going to be Rogers? Or is it going to be some rookie? And then you have a rookie trying to feed three wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And what is still a low volume offense. Um, so I'm looking to move all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually moved Sutton uh, this season when he had some big games. I actually traded him, I want to say, for a first and second. So when he had those big games, I capitalized on him possibly not being healthy, one, which he's kind of struggled with in his career. And two, being in an offense that, like Nate said, they're not going to throw the ball around a whole bunch, and they have other guys mm-hmm. that can catch it. So I I trade them away, and I'm, I'm going to stay with that as well. Yeah, because okay, um, they also have Javante and Noah Fan and Albert O, who flashes from time to time. There's just too many 
hands of the yep. pot at this point. That's so right. I'm with I, Nate. I, I'm just selling. I didn't even mention the fact that you got Noah Fant there, and Albert O has looked decent in okay. the few snaps yeah. he gets. No. Yeah, he's a little no, I good. said I liked him, and everyone said I was stupid for liking him. So no, don't don't like him now. No, and that's right. Oh, and so we, we can't change our mind? No, you can't. And when Kenny Yabella like, is balling out too, oh, don't come talk okay. To me. So first of all, <laughs> Albert O had a freaking bomb combine. So I was like, you know what? He might have something. He has some athleticism. <laughs> Kenny Yabola was slower than freaking some offensive lineman. I don't want to hear none of that. How dare you? How dare you? All right. All right. Sean, can you put he had a bomb combine up on the bottom of the screen, please? Recent PLF trade. Here we go. Sutton for Gaskin straight up. I'm taking the Sutton side. Rookie yeah, quarterback or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to too. At that point. Yeah. All right. Gaston's probably not starting next year. All right. Well, that was – yeah, I, I think that uh, Miami's big time in a market for a running – and listen, even if they don't draft a running back, they could get a Melvin Gordon. They could probably get a Marlon Mack. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. going to be some uh, second-tier running backs that would immediately upgrade the Dolphins' running game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they have the weapons. They have the tight end. They have the wide receivers to definitely make something happen. I don't know what they're going to do with Tua because of the whole Watson rumors. So I guess we'll see there. But in Miami, it looks like it's going to be a good landing spot. Although it kind of sucks that the Patriots are good again. We thought we had a couple years. Shut up, Sean. I see you smiling back. (laughs) (laughs) He's all happy about it. And you know what else Sean is happy about? Actually, he's not happy about this. So I shouldn't have said that. He is sad that he cannot play underdog in Connecticut because he, like everyone, likes DFS. Do you wish you could redraft each week within the season? If so, it is time to check out Underdog Fantasy. While the best ball platform season-long drafts are closed, there's still weekly drafts and pickums for every game. Support the Dynasty Rewind team and join us on Underdog Fantasy by using promo code REWIND, all caps, all one word, in case you're wondering. When you make your first deposit, and you will get 100% deposit match up to $100. That's a lot of money. Deposit 100, get 100 more to play with. Boom. Link is in the description. We'll see you there. Sean, everybody else that's out there, listen, they want to be where you are. They want you to use their app. They want you to have fun. They want you to win money. They are constantly trying in every state and everything. I can't do Pickums in Pennsylvania. I do do their best ball platform. They are always trying to improve your experience. So trust me, if you can't do it now, they're working on it as hard as they can. There's a lot of laws and things that, we don't know about that go into this so unfortunately they do the absolute best that they can believe me they're working for you we love underdog hopefully they love us but i know nate loves somebody too hold on all right it is time for nate's debbie player of the week nate who do you got for us and i know um you know i would actually like to why am i on (laughs) john it's mike's debbie player of the week Hey, all right. He is um, a Debbie guy now. So I'm a Debbie guy Debbie now. Guy. Nate, after you're done talking about your Debbie Player of the Week, I would like you to just take a minute or two and talk to us about the positive and negative impact of the transfer portal. That's been something. Yes. Um, but first, we're gonna go with Romeo Dubs, wide receiver, out of Nevada. So this guy has been catching passes from Carson Strong. And he has looked really good this year. Uh, he's a guy that was on a lot of people's radar last year after a pretty pretty good season. 
but has really taken the step up. His uh, partner in crime, Elijah Cooks, another wide receiver from Nevada, has really been injured the entire year, so really gave Dubs the chance to be the wide receiver one at that offense. And, you know, Carson Strong's a great quarterback, so the production has been there. As you can see, 80 receptions for 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns. So, you know, the production is definitely there. He's looking great. Carson Wentz is a great quarterback for this guy because Carson Wentz can, I mean, Carson Wentz, Carson Carson Wentz, Carson Carson Strong. Oh my gosh. Carson Strong can push the ball down the field. He's got a great arm and his connection with Dubs has really, really shown us that this year. Um, They've got some long touchdowns going on. So just looking back, even the most recent games, the last three games, uh, five receptions for 97 yards and two touchdowns, 11 receptions for 159 yards and two touchdowns nine receptions for 127 yards and two touchdowns uh this is a guy that you see his size um his size is six foot two 200 pounds and he kind of gives you that Debo vibe where he's a guy that's going to be physical after the catch he's going to be physical with the cornerbacks off the line of scrimmage but he has the athleticism to be used on sweeps on screens and also get down the field um he's a guy that I'm going to be targeting all over the place in likely the third round, but he's actually starting to get some NFL draft type. I've seen him uh, predicted in some early mock drafts in the third round, even at the end of the second round. So he's a guy that I think is going to do well at the combine. People are seeing Debo Samuel really take off this year, and they're going to be looking for the next Debo. You know, we keep hearing anytime a player does well, everyone's looking for the next insert player A. And, you know, I think Romeo Dubs is one of those guys that people are going to try to hang their hat on. And I've been impressed enough with the film that I've watched that I'm definitely going to be taking a shot on him. He's got that ability to make yards after the catch. He's got good enough athleticism. He's not, you know, the top of the class in route running, but he's good enough at it that I'm not worried about it, you know, coming in the next level, especially with a guy like him where he's going to be manufactured touches. He's going to get decent enough draft capital. He'll be part of an offense. And, once he gets the ball, he runs like a running back. He gets the yards after the catch. That is something that every team's looking for right now. So I'm trying to hang my hat on Romeo Dubs. He's a guy I'll definitely be looking for in the third round of rookie drafts this year. And that's why those 2022 rookie draft picks are not that bad uh, going into the third round. It's not that bad of a class. But you do just – you can't pick for positional value this year. Just take the best player on the board, which is probably going to be a wide receiver. I agree. So, Nate, if you could just uh, take a minute or two, talk to us a little bit about the transfer portal. Maybe if there's anything that you think stands out that we need to know about or if any schools that we like have possibly gotten decimated by this. Yeah. So uh, I think everyone knows that the whole transfer transfer portal thing kind of went down the same day or the day after that Lincoln Riley was announced to USC. And it was just absolute chaos. There's been coaching changes and there's been just the transfer portal has gone crazy. We saw it last year kind of begin to go crazy as players were allowed to transfer without having to wait a year. It's always been the rule that if you transferred, you had to sit out a year, which players don't want to do that if they're looking for the NFL, if they're looking to play football. I mean, they're not going to take the chance to sit out for a year and let who knows what happened. So they're just trying to get in now, and they just are immediately eligible. They can leave one school and start the next school the next year and play. And – this is kind of broken now, just opened up the floodgates and is crazy right now where 
everybody and their brother is transferring, looking for a better opportunity, looking for a different opportunity. We have a lot of players leave from Oklahoma and some other big name colleges uh, like Maryland. You know, we had a couple transfers and, you know, we're one of the best big team, big 10 teams out there. So, you know, when players are leaving those kind of programs, it's not just because they want to raise their draft stock with, you know, what program they're going to or trying to just go to the biggest school that recruits them. This is their second chance to, if they didn't get the playing time, they thought they were going to get at the program. They can go somewhere else and they can show up and raise the NFL draft capital, not just be there, you know, at the big school celebrating championships. We're starting to see people look out for themselves and also just get into the best opportunities possible. I'm really interested to see this year, how these players leave and if they follow the coaches that have made the coaching changes so for example lincoln riley's gone to usc how many of these players that just left oklahoma from the current roster and also the next recruiting class are decommitting from oklahoma how many of those guys are going to end up at usc it's going to be really interesting to see how this goes like i i was saying in the group chat earlier this week you know it when they had a city year, there was hardly any transferring. Now it's a huge amount of transferring. It's probably going to end up somewhere in the middle, but this chaos is so exciting. And something I think that we don't talk about, we haven't really talked about yet, is that this is not just an opportunity for players, you know, top players to move around the different programs and top recruits to move around the new opportunities to be able to play. This is an opportunity for teams that are in the Power Five, the players that are showcased on those teams – I mean, sorry, the players that are showcased on the group of five can make it to the power five. They get a second chance. You know, they could have been two-star, three-star recruits that never got the top offers, but now they're getting to move into high-stakes programs, the big programs, and not only see the NFL draft stock rise, but also get the chance to play for national champions, get the chance to play power five football, which, you know, not everyone gets to play. So I think it's really awesome. I was actually going down 24-7 sports earlier, looking at some of the transfers that have already been announced. And coming in at the 28th uh, highest-ranked transfer right now um, is a guy named Bless Harris. And he's an offensive tackle that is now transferred to Florida State. Now, Florida State's not as great as they used to be. But he's transferring from Lamar College. This is a guy that, you know, when he was recruited, he's not even on the 24-7 database. He didn't have any stars. He was a no-name high school player that has played well enough while he's been at Lamar that he can now go to Florida State. And, you know, maybe he goes to the NFL draft. But if not, he still got to play at Florida State in the ACC. That is awesome. And I think that's an underrated aspect of the transfer portal uh, with the quick quick reactions here. Yeah, and I like it. You know, it's a a different aspect of we always saw the junior college transfers and then guys going up to division one, but this is just a little bit different. And Hey, you know what? If uh, myself, pork, Nate, Chev, if we can all just decide this job doesn't work for me, I think these young collegiate students should be able to decide what's best for themselves and their future as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the NCAA is a multi-billion dollar a year industry. They're making money off these guys likenesses. You need to let these guys do what's best for them. And look at, People are talking about this, which means more money is going to come in. So the NCAA yep. mm-hmm. relaxing their laws and their their bylaws or whatever you want to call them, it's making for better business. It's like the NFL free agency. There's probably some old white guy going, "Who oh, we should have done this a long time ago. Hold up. So um, that's uh, the <laughs> Debbie player of the week. I'm sorry, what's that, Chef? It's already paying off, too. We saw a guy that was a Heisman candidate 
at some point this season that was a transfer in the in the transfer portal. Kenneth Walker. That, it's huge for him. I mean, if he's at Wake Forest, does he get the opportunity? Who knows? Probably not. But Probably not. look at him now. He's definitely upgraded his stock. I mean, he's a guy that Nate, Nate already liked, but now he's more well-known in the in the community, and it's definitely been a blessing to him. I can see it being a curse for a lot of people. People are going to complain, like, I'm not too thrilled that we're losing recruits and whatnot. But, you know, I could go in the transfer <laughs> portal, and I can find a new team. Who knows? But you're Oklahoma, man. They're yeah. going to get good recruits. You don't have much to yeah. worry about. You know what I mean? It comes down to a coach, right? I mean, a coach uh-huh. leaves to get some players, and then recruiting can completely change. I mean, look at USC now. I bet their recruiting is 100% different than what it was last season. Like, they probably didn't have many high five-star recruits at all, I'm guessing, and now they're probably picking up three or four at least from OU's just group. So it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be very interesting the next few years, I think. I think a lot of people are going to be leaving. I mean, look at Sean Tucker. He tweeted something the other day talking about bad yeah, play calling. <laughs> so oh, geez, I, 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 I'm expecting his coaches <laughs> to just put him in the portal instead. So yeah. it's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, and one last thing before we move on. Like, I think something that's going to really change with how teams look for coaches is how do they recruit transfers? Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Mel Tucker at Mich- Michigan State, you know, get Kenneth Walker, get a couple of transfers into that starting lineup, and it's really turned around their program. Mm-hmm. Um, so team. it's not only just high school recruiting now, it's also transfer recruiting. You have all these guys coming out there. Teams are going to have a chance to, you know, pick up talent that they hadn't been on pickup before. And if you can recruit that talent, that gives you an edge. I think the, the couple coaches in the next year or two that really, really recruit transfers are going to do really well. Mm-hmm. And this is not the first time we've we know this year is not the first year we've heard of success at the transfer portal. It oh, happened man. before, but it did happen mostly with quarterbacks because you know they can sit for a year, learn the game, then come in. We didn't speak on a couple of those. Justin Fields and Joe Burrow were both transfers Burrow. under right. the old transfer portal. So mm-hmm. that's something we've seen before where it helps high-ranked recruits you know, find places where they can show off their talent. And mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be even more exciting now. I think it's going to help the overall landscape of college football. There's more talent spread around now, I think. I think there's going to be a more wide talent pool. Yeah, and this is like your your uh, quarterback, Nate, uh, to his brother. I yep. believe he was a transfer transfer reporter as well. And he's playing pretty well because he got playing time. So Yeah, yeah it's, and it's like working. you got a team like Ohio State that has like – uh, you know, four top quarterback recruits in the normal right. process, at least three of them would have stayed with Ohio State and likely never done much because one guy gets ahead, the rest of them just sit. Now, mm-hmm. likely all of them are gone and they all get to play somewhere and start somewhere. And it just means right. that those teams they go to, you know, whether or not they're lesser programs, they now have a top quarterback, which makes them less of a lesser program. So I'm really excited to see, you know, how the overall talent goes into the landscape of college football. And, you know, if there's a bit more parity, because that's something we have not seen in a while in college football. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. So that was uh, some good Debbie player of the week talk and some transfer portal talk as well. And now we're going to move on to our last segment of the show and this is called dynasty stash or pass so this is real simple basically each of us have thought of a player and 
these are this is a guy that we're stashing okay mm -hmm. and then the rest of us are going to determine whether we're going to stash as well or we're going to pass so let's start with phil hey phil, so workman who are you <laughs> stashing all right so pretty much during the off season um, there was some talk about a certain tight end in Carolina who was doing really well. It was called the the Darnold Arnold connection, which sounds <laughs> stupid, but it, it was what it was. He he played really well, and I pretty much I believe they used that for coach speak so they can get some type of uh some type of capital. So they was able to trade him to Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville had James O'Shaughnessy. I'm pretty I'm not sure if he was hurt or not, but it was more of an upgrade pretty to good. him at that point. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll check right now for you. Yeah, so so originally I was going to go with Gerald Everett, but I realized he was on a one-year deal. I'm not sure where the hell he's going next year, and I was only picking him because of Russ. So with Dan Arnold, he has another year left on his contract. Um, he has a rapport with Trevor Lawrence, and they actually look pretty well. Now, seeing that he really didn't, he didn't score a touchdown, but he was able to get volume and average between five to six targets a game, which is exactly kind of what you need for you know some type of middling tight end because you know you'll have the wallers the kelseys the kittles and then you know everybody can have them so this is a guy i wanted to stash just due to just pure pure volume and he's going to have that rapport with trevor lawrence next year uh so i i really liked him uh prior when he was with uh the saints i know it was kind of weird because it was just like a random dan arnold sighting but uh this year he had a knee injury like a minor mcl sprain so he's out four to six weeks. I feel as though if you can get him cheap now while you can, um, for next year, he looks like he's going to be the starter. The coaches love him. And uh, that's just my that's my uh, my thing for Dan Arnold. All right. So we'll go around the horn here. Chev, are you going to stash or are you going to pass? I'm probably going to pass on Dan Arnold. I am not too thrilled with how the offense has looked and how they've used their players. Um, and I'm not super thrilled that they're going to figure it out with Dan Arnold. Um, I think they, Shaughnessy, he's going to get some time with Arnold on the IR. I don't think it's a position that they're really going to connect with moving forward. Yeah. Nate? I am also going to pass for just about the same reason as Chef. I just think that offense is too inconsistent and too young. I don't think Dan Arnold is one of the – going to end up one of the top guys to kind of bring that offense out of the abyss. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do, I do think there's a bit of a connection there, but the injuries, you know, hampered that going forward. And uh, while I think you do worse than Dan Arnold, mm -hmm. I don't think he's a guy that I'm expecting to, you know, you know, be a, a, a tight end one or anything like that. Yeah. And, and it's not hard to be a tight end one these days. Yeah. Pork, I love where your head's at here, and you know I agree with a lot of what you say, but I'm still I'm gonna pass. Uh, the identity of this offense is bad, and we don't really want players from bad offenses. You know, a lot of people are saying Urban Meyer might go to Notre Dame, then we got a whole new coaching change, <laughs> then we got another offensive coordinator coming in, and the, it's just a thing, and it's it's just easier to stay away in that circumstance. Now that being said, if Dan Arnold is a throw-in in a trade. And I have room mm -hmm. on my bench. Sure. In that case, but he's probably not someone that I'm going to go actively seeking. But uh, Pork, again, you know, 
I like what you had to say, and I like where you're headed. Right, yeah, like, you know, just out, just outside of box stuff, and I believe that uh, Bevel won't be there next year because he's just so terrible anyway. Yeah. So if they come out with a better uh, offensive uh, coordinator, because apparently uh, Urban Meyer doesn't know what the hell is going on with his offense or defense. He's just there we to know. facilitate. We know. So if he's <laughs> got a little, a little bit of a better of an offensive coordinator, I think Dan Arnold on, on another year of his contract, which is cheap, uh, at this point, I think he can produce for some next year. Just picture this: Nagy goes there. He loves tight ends. Perfect. Yeah, he does. I mean, that would be Don't good for Dan him. Arnold. Just that <laughs> they probably get, add a couple more though. So yeah, he has some competition. Adam Gase <laughs> to Jacksonville. So let's move on. Nate, who is your dynasty stash, and are we stashing or passing? Yeah, so my dynasty stash, I've actually been stashing since last offseason in my rookie drafts. He was actually the rookie that I drafted the most uh, overall out of all my leagues. Um, I believe six or seven of my 12 leagues I drafted him. So, and that's Josh Palmer for the, not San Diego, but Los Angeles Chargers. (laughs) And it's the reason I'm stashing him and most of my squads is really pretty simple. So Mike Williams is a free agent after this year. And mm. what you got there is Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and then Josh Palmer. Mm-hmm. Jalen Guyton has not been the guy. I know some people were excited about him. You know, he he had a couple games where he, he broke out last year, but he's been more inconsistent this year than he was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared Cook, older tight end. He's had some, you know, pop-ups. But the tight end position at the Chargers is just kind of a, a murky mess between him, Parnum, and Stephen Anderson. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we got Eckler taking targets. But Justin Herbert is an impressive quarterback. And if I can get someone that is going to be linked to Justin Herbert for the next three years, I'm pretty excited about that, especially if Josh Palmer is the wide receiver too. Now mm-hmm. – he was a third-round pick for the Chargers this year. He's a 77th overall, so early third round. Consider that pretty good draft capital, especially for a guy that you know was a Senior Bowl stud coming out of Tennessee without much production. You know he looked really good, and in the games he's played this year, every single game that he's played, he has had a target and he's had a catch. And while he's not produced a ton, he only has 15 catches for 168 yards and one touchdown. I think this has been consistent enough that he's, you know, starting to get his his head into that offense. He's starting to get something in that offense. I mean, over the past four games, he has had nine targets. So, you know, he's he's moving up from one target a game to about two targets a game. You know, I think he's a guy that if Mike Williams isn't there yet next year, I do think there's a chance the Chargers draft another wide receiver. I think there's a mm-hmm. high chance. Mm-hmm. But even if Josh Palmer is a wide receiver three next year with a rookie who he's competing with for the wide receiver two position, I think he still has a chance to be a flex play for you in dynasty. I, I think the the price for him right now, I mean, say you can throw a third round pick out there, probably get Josh Palmer at the moment off someone's taxi squad. If you can get a flex play of a third round pick with some dynasty upside, you got to take that. I think Josh Palmer offers you exactly that. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll go around the horn here. Chev, you going to stash your pass on Josh Palmer? Uh, I'm probably going to pass. I think he does have huge upside, but I think, honestly, they're going to go wide receiver heavy at free agency and also in the draft. 
Uh, so that may push him down a little bit. But I, I, I like the upside of him, man. I think he's got some good potential in that offense. I mean, Michael Williams has to be gone next season. They're not going to pay him a whole bunch of money to sit there and be inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So I don't see that happening. Uh, so, I mean, there's a, there's a chance for Josh Palmer. I will say that. Okay. Phil? Yeah, um, I think I'm going to stash him. I'm kind of with Nate on this one because I'm a little bit, you know, in the middle. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, we know Mike Williams probably won't be back. He's getting paid $16 million, um on our dynasty on our team, so we had to drop him. <laughs> he had to go. <laughs> and I think when we was looking at film last year, there was a couple guys that popped at the senior bowl. Josh Palmer was one of them. He got the hands. He has the size. He has the speed. And, you know, when you have a rookie quarterback like Justin Herbert, who is a freaking monster with his arm strength and his accuracy. I think he can be those, he can be a valid wide receiver too. That can be a little bit more consistent. Um, I'm a big fan of Mike Williams, but it seems like they only want to use him to go downfield. Um, Josh Palmer is more, he can, he's a really good route runner. So he can catch all this stuff intermediate and he can go deep as well. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a stash with you there. Nate. Yeah. I'm probably going to stash as well. Um, I like Josh Palmer. I actually did draft him in a bunch of spots. Nate was a little higher on him than I was in the pre-draft process, but he kind of sold me on him. Um, again, all the reasons. Mike Williams, gone, most likely. We say that now. We, you never know what's going to happen. The NFL is crazy, just like the transfer portal. Um, still, you need three wideouts. Mike Williams has been hurt in the past. Keenan Allen has been hurt in the past. Jalen Guyton was a UDFA most, you know, more often than not, teams give, you know, they give more reps to uh, guys that were draft picks. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to stash me some Josh Palmer. So um, we're all we're all pretty much stashing. Chev, what about you? Who are you stashing? And we'll see what we think about this guy. This guy has basically done nothing this season. He is that <laughs> good of a football player. His biggest highlight of the season was having a double knockout against Jonathan Ward in Arizona in prime time. He is Amari Rogers. Amari Rogers has no competition next year other than Randall Cobb coming back. If this is the last dance and Aaron Rodgers is gone, they really haven't done well in free agency to get wide receivers to come there in the first place. And if Aaron Rodgers definitely leaves, nobody's going to want to come there. They definitely would have to draft somebody to take over uh, in the rookie draft. Um, so I, I just think there is too much potential with Amari Rodgers. I mean, the only thing he's really done this season for the Packers has been on kick return and punt return and whatnot. And if he's one of the – he's the only – he's him and Randall Cobb are the only two people that are on that roster next year as wide receivers. So I, I'm super hopeful that uh, that will stay the case. And if, say, they get Jordan Love another chance at QB, Rodgers is somebody that can play close to the close to the line for him. He can be somebody that gets those short intermediate passes uh, and gives him those yak, yak yards as well. Uh, so I know he's not somebody that's super valuable right now, but he's somebody that you could stash and it could pay off for you next season. Mike, this is a great guy for you. Because this is just a throw-in guy. You might just give a $1 fab bid and get this guy. So, so I'm going to yeah. start with this one, uh, Chev. I'm going to stash because I have to because I drafted Amari Rogers in so many different spots. <laughs> and I refuse to um, admit that I was wrong about a player ever, hence my 12 Michael P. Ryan shares. So I'm just going to continue to stash Amari Rogers everywhere. 
again, I agree with everything you said. The competition may or may not be there. I doubt that they bring in a high price free agent if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. So um, he's going to be startable because he'll have to be. Bork, what about you? Uh, I'm going to have to pass on Amari. I think the only reason is, is that we don't know what the hell is going on next year. (laughs) <laughs> we don't know what's going on with the quarterback situation. We don't know if it's really going to be the last dance. We don't know if it's going to be Jordan Love, who, which I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, he's not really the most accurate uh, quarterback in this league. Um, I can't deny Amari Rogers' uh, skill set. I just think it's more of the personnel that's on the team. I know that well, we keep saying they should draft a wide receiver. Will they? We don't know. Most likely they won't. He'll have he'll be on the field. It's just more of <clears throat> is he going to produce the way he should be if it's only him, only because of the quarterback play. So that's a that's a pass for me. All right, Nate and yourself. Yeah, this is gonna be a pass for me. Ooh. Um I didn't really like Amari Rogers coming into the draft. Uh I think there's a lack of just overall wide receiver ability. (laughs) Um, He's a guy that I didn't really draft too much of and he's done nothing this year. And I usually try to stay away from wide receivers who do nothing unless I, you know, they have some incredible trait that sticks out to me. That's worth buying for that second year. I I mean, and this year I'm probably going to be stuck with a lot of Terrence Marshall and that's for uh, better or worse, but at least he has, you know, some very viable upside with his athletic profile and size. And also production in the college football. But Amari Rogers doesn't have any of that. And because of that, I'm just going to minimize my risk. I see a pathway for him to be relevant. I mean, he the wide the Greenback Packers obviously don't like drafting wide receivers. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they do the same thing for Jordan Love. But I mean, Amari Rogers could be one of the top two or three targets next year for whatever quarterback's throwing the ball, if Devontae Adams at least. But he doesn't have enough upside to me just in his profile to take that swing. So he's going to be mm-hmm. a pass for me. Real quick, um, on Terrace Marshall, he was not active this last week. Coach Matt Rule says, we wanted Matt Cole up for special teams. We knew it was going to be 80 degrees down there. Miles Hartsfield has been doing a lot of being the gunner with Stanley Thomas Oliver III being out running down. So we wanted to have Matt Cole up to cover kicks and help us in the special teams game. We thought special teams would be big in this game. All right, come on, coach speak, coach speak, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't think it's an indication for Terrace long-term. Not boating well. I would expect Terrace to probably be up in another game. We just knew that this game was going to be a zero blitz man-to-man. So, yeah, it's going to be 80 degrees. The dude played at LSU. Um, I think he can handle the heat. Smith did exactly what uh, Terrace Marshall did the whole season so far. Hobart, nothing. So, yeah. so I don't yeah. know. Um, Rogers. Hey, Smith. Yeah. So, just uh, just some thoughts on Terrace Marshall. I know we're kind of getting off track there, but since you brought him up, I wanted to bring that up. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. This is my dynasty stash, and let's see if everyone else. Hey, look, pre-draft process. Brevin Jordan was everybody's number two tight end. Well, two, three, depending. Maybe some people had him as tight end one. Look, he went to Houston. He was a fifth-round draft pick. I get it. I get it. He was inactive or he was banged up. 
However, since week eight, that's week eight, week nine, they did have a bye week, week 10, then weeks 11 and 12. Okay. Uh, he has nine catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Now, I know that that's not substantial. Let's keep in mind, the Houston Texans are a team that have never really been known to utilize the tight end position. I mean, I can't sit here and maybe there's someone, but I don't know who they have that's or had in the past that was really balling out down there. At uh, they CJ have... Fedorowicz <laughs> no, years ago. Um, now, before that, the guy that uh, – oh, crap. I'm going to uh, – Trivia. What is it? Trivia. This is how memorable the Houston tight end <laughs> No, well, you're going to keep going on. I'm going to I'm gonna say it. I'm going to come up with it, and you guys will be like, oh, yeah, that guy was actually pretty good. Continue. Okay, well, I'll believe it when I hear it, but the draft capital, not great. Okay, Houston, bad team. That's why I think you can get Brevin. Owen Daniels is what uh, Sean is saying. There we go. He got it. These are reasons why I think you can get Brevin Jordan cheap. Who knows if your league isn't that deep. He might even be on your waivers right now. There's going to be a new quarterback in town next year. For all we know, there could be a new coach. That could all bode well for Brevin Jordan. That is why I'm stashing him. I still think the talent's there. Is he the most talented tight end in the class? No. But is he talented enough to be a startable tight end? Keep in mind, I'm not saying he's the next Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller. He could be a flex play. He could be a tight end guy that you, you know, hey, Fryermuth, who's in the concussion protocol right now, let's say this is a couple years down the road. Okay, great. I'll play Brevin Jordan this week. And you're happy with that. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm stashing Brevin Jordan. Chev, your thoughts. Yeah, I'm probably going to pass just not knowing who the quarterback's going to be. I, I think he's a good talent. I think I talked to him about talked about him a while back uh, on here as well, but I'm I'm just not really wanting the stash room right now. So I, I I go for the better tight ends, like the higher up tight ends rather than stashing these kind of guys. Okay. Understood. Phil <clears throat> so when we were scouting tight ends last year, Brevin Jordan really wasn't my favorite tight end in this class. He's, he's undersized. Um, he was had an issue with blocking, in my opinion. But when he fell to the fifth round and went to a Houston team with nothing there, I was like, hey, he can do something. So we all know these these tight ends, they need time to you know get used to the league. And he's doing something in his rookie year. He's showing flashes. Now, mind you, it's Tyrod Taylor throwing the ball. But and, and I'm, I'm going to stash him. Davis Mills, exactly. I'm going to stash Brevin Jordan because he's showing me something. We're allowed to change our mind. If we think somebody's bad in the draft process and it shows that it's good, hey, don't don't feel like, oh, no, if he's going to be butt, he's going to be butt forever. This guy's playing well. Um, he's catching the ball really well. He's a really good hands catcher. And – uh there has to be some sort, some sort of upgrade from Tyrod and Davis Mills next year. So if you put him in that H back type or a slot, and just have him run routes and not block, he can be a, a really good asset to your fantasy team next year. All right, Nate, you're the one. You're the decider here. What do you think? Is there yes, any question you am going to go with? <laughs> it was freaking. I out. love me some Brevin Jordan, man. This is a Nate, stash man. all day. I mean, I got a pretty good amount of Brevin Jordan. And across my leagues, and he's a guy that hey, I'm looking to acquire right now. I think the for the Texans' offense, this is actually kind of a breakout. And I know he didn't test as well as I was hoping. He's not quite as big as some of the other guys, but 
I think he's a tight end that does have the upside to be a tight end one. I don't think he has the upside to be the tight end one. But I think this is a guy that (laughs) – this is going to sound kind of bad, but I would probably rather have Brevin Jordan than Irv Smith Jr., well, he's I mean, healthy right now. I mean, yeah, that's. The I don't thing. like Irv Smith personally, but I mean, but you're talking about like as a player, they're not too much different. They're both a little undersized, but you know, have, have been exciting just because of the ability to get down the field and make you know plays and after the catch. So, Brevin Jordan is a guy I'm all about. Uh, I'm stashing him. I'm assuming the Texans uh, they have to get better. I mean, they're pretty much at the the basement of the NFL, so uh, it's got to go up from here. And it's not like he's got a lot of competition at his position or even on the entire team for targets outside of Brandon Cooks and uh, maybe Nico Collins. Nico, so, yeah. Brevin Jordan's definitely a guy I'm stashing. And, you know, tight ends, you got to be patient with them. And I'll take any rookie production I can get. This is pretty decent rookie production for a tight end. Yeah. All right. So there it is. Dynasty Pass or Stash brought to you by the Dynasty Rewind crew. Hopefully you enjoyed that. You know, hopefully this gives you a new way, a new perspective to look at things. Uh, hey, next year is going to be here before you know it. But until then, um, Chev, you got something for us? Yeah, I don't have a verse tonight, but I was, I'll say this. Check in on your people. We're all going through stuff. There's stuff that's going on in our lives. I mean, we don't really know about it unless we contact people that we love and that we really do care about. So contact with your people, man. Get in touch with them. Call somebody you haven't called in a while, somebody that you care about, somebody that you love. Uh, they need to hear from you this week, uh, and you'll see that it'll be beneficial for you in the in the end of the day, man. Checking on your people is, is something that I haven't done as much as I would like, but every time I do, I walk away smiling ear to ear, just hearing their voice and hearing how their lives going. I mean, my buddy just had a baby and this is the first time checking in out of it. It's rough, uh, but just giving him words that of encouragement. Uh, that's huge. All right. Yeah, I agree with that. I always send Mike a text in the morning like, hey, Mike, have a good day. And then he said, go F yourself, which is fine. <laughs> That's just no, his term of endearment. No, that's, but then that's, I'll check on Chev. Chev said he, he tweeted today. <laughs> Chev said today he need a prayer. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just sit down and you know pray for him. I'm not sure what's going on, but you can just have just a generic prayer and you know pray for pops too. He had some psychosurgery surgery today, so yeah, I was just you know worry about him. But I always mm-hmm. make sure I tell the guys I love everybody, and you know mm-hmm. that you should do that. Yeah, and also yeah. happy birthday to pops. Yeah. Uh, birthday. Happy birthday, Surgery. Surgery. Yeah. Happy birthday, I logged back into Facebook so I could see birthdays now. So that's how I know. <laughs> so happy birthday, Pops. Thank you for listening. And hey, listen, Pops is a rewinder. What's your excuse for not being one? Patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. We got some new members in there. I'm really excited about it. It's a group chat that even I participate in, which is super rare. Um, you could see me bully Porkman in person in the Dynasty Rewind group chat. It is fantastic. So again, patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. One buck gets into the group chat. You can hang out, you can bounce questions out of us. Listen, I will answer your DM on Twitter, but I'm gonna respond to you first if you're a rewinder. It's just how it goes. $5 gets you everything else. Bonus pods. Listen, Dan, DFS video every week. He's going to win you some money. We got other great Uh stuff in there too. So come check us out. Thank you to everybody who listens. Thank you to everybody who watches. For Porkman, Nate, Chev, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Until next time, everybody. Sean, take me out of here. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always... Be kind 
Please be wise.